Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. All right. Listen, I call the meal breaks around here. Oh, Frank, I'm sorry. Look, if it means that much to you, I'll call everybody back and you can tell them it's time to go to dinner. Hey, everybody, hold on a minute. Frank's got something to say to you. Go ahead. I think it's time you and I had a little talk, Bryce. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. I'm your host, Justin, and I am here with my co-host, John. Hello. The bar is now open. Jeepers. Welcome to episode number 33. Today is November 27th, 2022. And we've got some housekeeping for a Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, what? Come on. What? What's going on? What? How are you bad? Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Uh, it was alright. I was at the mother-in-law's house and, uh, it was alright. Yeah. I was at the mother-in-law's house. I had dinner back here too. Ate a lot of food. Instantly regret it. That's housekeeping. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's true. My bad. My bad. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yep. Okay. Let's Have go. Fun. Any any fun family drama? Huh. What else is new? <laughs> no. <laughs> it really wasn't that bad. That's good. All right, well, we have Oscar-winning actress-singer Irene Cara dies at 63. I'll be honest with you, I do not know who that is. Neither do I, but hey. Okay. Oscar-winning agreement? Yeah. Yes. And then Albert Pun, Pun has died, director of Cyborg and Captain America. He was 69. I believe that was the Captain America TV show or something years ago? I don't know. Probably. I'm sure it wasn't Captain America. Yeah. So, uh, our condolences to their families. It seems like, you know, they're going for that last push of the year to round up the number, so. But, uh, in our Is It a Christmas Movie follow-up, I watched Lethal Weapon the other day. And that fucking movie starts with Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah, I don't care. So thus, I feel it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, while scrolling through Facebook today, I learned something very interesting. That the original Chucky doll from Child's Play 1 was stripped down and made into the Crypt Keeper for season one of Tales from the Crypt. They left the original eyes from Chucky on the Crypt Keeper. So if you look at the Crypt Keeper from season one, it has the same eyes as Chucky does from Child's Play. I thought that was cool. I never knew that. Yeah, that's that's a cool fact. That is a cool fact. Yeah. So. All right. Now for upcoming movies releasing this Friday. Uh, I don't know what the date is this Friday, to be honest. That would be December 2nd. December 2nd, <laughs> we have Violent Night. An elite team of mercenaries breaks into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. 
That's the one with David Harbour. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, I I'm I'm I, I'm I think I'm gonna go see this in the theater because this movie looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to a theater. I'm not not in any hurry to go. <laughs> yeah. Ah, savage salvation. A recovering opioid addict wreaks vengeance on the dealers responsible for selling the drugs that resulted in his fiancée's death. Sheriff Church and Detective Zeppelin try to prevent him from turning the town into a bloodbath. Haven't heard of that one. Sounds pretty good. I haven't either, baths. but... Yeah. Like bloodbaths. Bloodbaths are good. Yeah, there's not enough of them these days. No, 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 no. But that, I'm sure that'll be on streaming within a month. But uh for upcoming Blu-ray releases, releasing this Tuesday, um, that would be on the 29th of November, there wasn't really that many big titles. Uh The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is coming to 4K. Don't Open Till Christmas is coming to Blu-ray. Train to Busan is coming to 4K. Don't Worry Darling is coming to Blu-ray and 4K. The Offer is coming to Blu-ray. Our Xmas is coming to Blu-ray and Prancer, A Christmas Tale. Do you remember the original Prancer? They used to make us watch it every year in elementary school. No. Really? <laughs> no, don't remember. I remember watching it like the last day before Christmas break in fourth grade in Miss Costello's class. And Oh, wait a minute. Is it like a live action-ish? Yeah. Like okay, the, yeah, I remember that. I haven't watched it probably since then, but I, you know, it's like they find Prancer and try to get him back to the North Pole and some crazy shit. But yeah, all right. All right. Next up, we got what's coming to streaming this week: twelve five to twelve twelve. That's a little far in advance. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, we, we have did something for last week, so. Oh, okay. All right. Something from Tiffany's. A woman's life is upended when an engagement ring meant for someone else leads her to the person she's meant to be with. Starring Zoe Dutch, Deutsch, Kendrick Sampson, and Ray Nicholson. No idea. Never heard of it. And then we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. During the rise of fascism in Mussolini's Italy, a wooden boy brought magically to life struggles to live up to his father's expectations. Starring Gregory Mann, David Bradley, Ewan McGregor, and Christoph Waltz. I believe Pinocchio is going to Netflix, and something from Tiffany's is going to... Amazon Prime. On December 8th. So, I don't know. There you go. It's that time of the year, I guess. Yes. All right. Well, what you've seen this week there, sir? Well, I had a few days off from work, so, of course, I watched movies. Mm. I watched Scrooge, which is our movie this week um i continued the tradition of alternating between home alone one and home alone two on thanksgiving night i watched uh lethal weapon one through four and me and hunter watched the santa claus one through one two and three and then started the series today but only got one episode in 
I watched Pleasantville with um I think that's Toby Maguire and Reese mm-hmm. Witherspoon. <laughs> and then I believe it was Thanksgiving Eve, I watched Santa Camp on HBO Max. It's a documentary about Santa Camp. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are you trying to go? You know, I was very, I was deeply offended. They had black Santas, they had trans Santas, they had Mrs. Clauses, Santa Clauses. Where were the guys that, you know, with a fake beard because they don't want to grow their beard that long yet. And their other beard isn't white. They left us out and I, I felt hurt. But it actually is run by the New England uh, Society of Santas. I believe it was in New Hampshire. But it was interesting. Um, there was one lady who plays Mrs. Claus. She doesn't have a, like a set Santa Claus on her side, but she tried to steal the show. I'm all for e- women's equality, but nobody wants to see Mrs. Claus without Santa. Are correct. So, all right. How about you? What you watched this week? Well, family was <clears throat> at the in-laws sleeping because they had someone, you know, they had her, her sister was in from Montana. So I had time to watch movies too. All right. Uh, I watched Scrooged, obviously. Yep. I had to, you know, I, I, I have to watch that every Christmas season anyway. But yep. <clears throat> then I watched uh, The After Party. Which was on uh, Netflix. Uh, some kid who's trying to be a rapper <clears throat> has something extremely embarrassing happen to him, and it gets posted all over the internet. And then he tries to make a comeback. It was a pretty funny movie. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, but that led me to R.I.P.D. Two. Oh, so you watched it? How was it? I did watch it. Um, it's all right. Um. Not great. I miss. I'd rather have um, Bridges playing yeah. uh, Roy Cephas, but uh, it, was, it was pretty good. You know, a n- nice different story. What's Netflix. that on? Netflix. <clears throat> okay. Uh, then uh, another night I watched uh, <laughs> Cock Blockers. <laughs> oh blockers yeah oh man oh man that boat chug scene when he blows it back out in his feet I just laugh and laugh <laughs> he's a good actor oh, I'll give him that yeah oh and then that led me to a good old fashioned orgy with Jason Sudeikis Lake yeah. Bell that was a good movie that was a good movie uh then last night I watched uh Bad Times at the El Royale. That one was really good. That that kept my interest the whole time. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. And then I followed that one up with Game Night, oh. <laughs> which that was pretty good too. So, which I don't think I've seen most of those movies I hadn't seen before. Like Scrooge. I, so. I I saw Game Night in theater, and I was with Amy, and we had to sit on opposite ends of the row because there were no other fucking seats. <laughs> That was a funny movie. I like that one. Yeah. I wish they'd make a sequel to that one. Yeah. Is that it? That's all you've watched? That's it. About two movies a day. I think I watched more, actually, but I didn't write them down. And I don't remember what they were. Oh. (laughs) 
So I also watched Four Christmases and Fred Claus tonight before recording. And Fred Claus was my 365th movie of the year. So I have completed my goal, and I'm going to fucking overshoot it. I wanted to watch at least 365 movies this year. And this is the first time I've tried it, and I've actually succeeded at it. So I'm very happy with myself. Really? You never succeeded at that before? No, no. Because... Like, at least not when you've tracked it, because I know you've watched yeah. more than 365 in a yeah. year before. <laughs> so I use Letterboxd to track it, and it'll tell you like how many movies yeah. you've watched this year. And I'll start off really strong where I'll be like a month or two ahead, but then shit happens, and I fucking yeah. I catch up to that date, and I haven't watched a, like a movie a month after that. So it was uh, felt good to accomplish that big accomplishment. On my behalf. And I've also decided I think I'm going to stop buying uh, 4Ks now. Okay. Do you have a 4K player? No, I need that. I have a 4K TV, so I just need to get a player. I was looking around on Best Buy but on Black Friday, but there wasn't really. Just get the Blu-rays that come with the codes and get the digital downloads. Those are generally in 4K. <laughs> Well, if you if you get a 4K, you get the Blu-ray and the DVD and the other yeah. other the, uh, Blu-ray and digital. So yeah. like like today, I bought uh, Moonfall, and I was surprised I didn't own Total Recall. That's funny. So that was it. That's my little triad. That's good. All right, let's. Move along to the news. When moviegoers hit the theaters to experience Indiana Jones 5, they will see D.H. Harrison Ford. Oh, God. According to director James Mangold, the fifth installment of the untitled film has an opening sequence that will take place in the years depicted between The Last Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Ah. I don't like de-aging things. Didn't they just do that with Robert De Niro in a movie? They've done it with him a few times. Yeah. Um, I probably won't see the new Indiana Jones because I'm not a big fan of the series. So. What? I. The first three are great. The last one sucked. Yeah. The original three are high quality. Oh, maybe I'll check it out when it comes to Blu-ray. But uh. Amazon is looking to make big investments in movies for theatrical release. According to a report from Bloomberg, Amazon plans to spend over $1 billion a year on films intended to be released in theaters. Specifically, the report indicates that the company is shooting to make 12 to 15 films each year that will be released in movie theaters, making the largest theatrical commitment by a streaming company. Per the report, the actual strategy has not been finalized and output of films Intended for theatrical release will grow over time, starting with a smaller number of films released to theaters next year and building from there. Well, that's nice of them. Oh, great. They're trying to take over everything. So let's move into movies. Yeah. Burn them down. Burn them well, down. Well, they already did move into movies with Amazon Prime. They had, you know. Yeah, but now they're trying to move really into it. And yeah. Screw them. 
Atlas Film Distribution will release Stephen Lamort's outrageous slasher parody, The Mean One, based on The Grinch, uh, in U.S. cinemas on December 9th. Bloody Disgusting has learned this afternoon. That should be interesting, yeah. I'm still waiting for Winnie the Pooh and the Honeypot. (laughs) Honey and Blood, or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, while promoting season two of Chucky, Don Mancini has stated that him and Universal Studios are discussing a crossover with Chucky. He wouldn't say exactly who Chucky would be up against, but I mean, let's discuss some of the potentials. They have the Universal Monsters. Let's check on Dracula. Blumhouse. Um, trying to think who's in like what's a Blumhouse that Chucky could maybe he'll go after like T-Rex in Jurassic Park <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know who else is in you I don't I know the universe monster you know the mummy and Frankenstein but yeah that's not really something I want to see unless Chucky goes after Michael Myers yeah but I don't think I think that's all Universal owns is only Halloween. Well, Blumhouse owns that. Anyways, should be interesting. Hopefully more news on that soon. Uh, Terrifier 2 director Damien Leone recently sat down with a chat with Gaming Bible and suggested that talks are actually underway for an adaptation of Terrifier to come to the gaming world. Leone said he's immersely keen for Art the Clown to to make the transition from cinematic killer to AI assassin. In a heartbeat, Leon said. When asked if he would like to see a Terrifier video game, explaining what's going on, Leon added, we've already been approached by a company two months ago that was interested in creating the game, and we said 100% exciting. Only if you get to go in and blow up the bathrooms yourself. Yes. Uh, I think he's he's kind of hoping for it to be along the lines of um, Friday the 13th, you know, yeah. art running around. And, you know, now they got Texas Chainsaw coming out, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was gun media. Yeah. You know. We'll see. Look forward to it. The once adorable Dear Bambi is set to show off his dark side in the upcoming horror movie Bambi. The Reckoning, reports the horror site Dread Central. There we go. Let's see Bambi get some revenge on that goddamn hunter. <laughs> Yo, if Thumper ain't in there with a machine gun, I, I want no part. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was the skunk's name? Flower? Yeah. I love it that all these... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's a whole other uh, type of movie. <laughs> But I love I love it that all these old Disney movies are now becoming horror movies. Mm-hmm. I love public domain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's time for our picks of the week. What do you got? Well, my pick of the week is Lethal Weapon Four. Detective Riggs tries to settle down with his pregnant girlfriend, Lorna. Well, his partner Murdoch comes to grips with the marriage of his pregnant daughter Rianne to fellow cop Butters, 
but they find themselves and their families targeted by the Chinese mobsters led by Wu Sing Kyu, Riggs, Murtar, and Butters, and Private Eye Leo Getz, because, you know, Leo Getz decide to go on the offensive before the gangsters get to their loved ones. Released on July 10th, 1998, directed by Richard Donner, starring Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Joe Pesci, Jet Li, Chris Rock, and Rene Russo. You know the best scene in this whole movie is the cell phone scene. Yeah, but this is also the weakest of the lethal weapons. <laughs> but it gets pick of the week just just for that one scene. That when he drives the fucking motorcycle off of the uh Oh, was that three? <laughs> <laughs> oh all right. Well mine is blown away. After staging a particularly gory jailbreak, Irish Republican Army agent Ryan Garrity makes his way to Boston and begins systematically picking off members of the police bomb squad. The leader of this team, Jimmy Dove, is set to retire, but the recent spate of bombings lead him to stay on in an attempt to save as many of his men as possible. It isn't long before he discovers the culprit is his old colleague, Garrity, seeking revenge from their shared past. This will release July 1st, 1994, directed by Stephen Hopkins and starring Tommy Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges. I love that movie. I love this movie. Tommy Lee Jones is absolutely excellent in it. Jeff Bridges does an amazing job. I mean, I watch this movie anytime it's on. It's just one of those, if I see it, I got to stop. I got to watch it. Yeah. Um. And uh Bridges' uh, father there plays his father in the movie. That that is pretty good. He does really good too. So I mean, it's just a good movie all around. Yeah, definitely. And it's in Boston, our hometown. You know. Boston's popular this weekend. Yeah, it is. All right, shall we move on to the main topic? The main event. This week we are discussing Scrooged. This will begin our series of Movie Bar Does Christmas. In a modern take on a Charles Dickens A Christmas Carol, Frank Cross is widely successful television executive who could, whose cold ambition and camaraderie <laughs> giving yourself <laughs> curmudgeonly nature has driven away the love of his life, Claire Phillips. But after firing staff male Elliot Laudermilk on Christmas Eve, Frank is visited by a series of ghosts who give him a chance to reevaluate his actions and right the wrongs of the past. Released on November 23rd, 1988, directed by Richard Donner. That's why I went on the Lethal Weapon kick. Rated PG-13, has a runtime of 1 hour and 41 minutes, did a box office of 100.3 million U.S. dollars with a budget of 32 million U.S. dollars. It is available on Amazon Prime and Paramount Plus as well as Blu-ray, DVD, and VHS. All that good stuff. And your cast of characters. You got Bill Murray as Frank Cross, Karen Allen as Claire Phillips, John Forsyth as Lou Hayward, Bobcat Goldthwaite as Elliot Loudermilk, Carol Kane is the ghost of Christmas present. Robert Mitchum is President Rhinelander. Michael J. Pollard is Herman. Preston Rhinelander. Whatever. Alfred <laughs> Woodard is Grace Cooley. 
John Glover as Bryce Cummings, David Johansson as the Ghost of Christmas Past, Nicholas Phillips as Calvin Cooley, Mary Ellen Trainer as Ted, Mabel King as Grandma, John Murray as James Cross, Wendy Malik as Wendy Cross, Brian Doyle Murray as Earl Cross, Lisa Mende as Doris Cross, Maria Riva as Mrs. Rhinelander, Kate McGregor Stewart as Lady Censor, Kathy Kinney as IBC Nurse, Robert Hammond as the Ghost of Christmas Future, uncredited. I was going to point out that I noticed that the nurse was Mimi from the Drew Carey show. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Is it? Yeah, yes, Kathy. that's Kathy. Yeah. Shit, I didn't even realize that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I'm like, holy crap, it's Mimi. <laughs> I, I didn't notice her without all the makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, what did you think of the setting of the movie? I think they did a great job. I mean, <clears throat> the way they used, you know, the boardroom and his his office there for the initial visit from the ghost. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they used it later on. And they had the big hand come out of the TV behind them. And, oh, shucks, missed them. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, using New York, doing down in the, you know, back in time, they go into the, uh, this old house there and, you know, revisiting those moments. And I mean, you, 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 things you, 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 I noticed, you know, like, uh, when, uh, when his father walks in after coming home from work, he lights up a cigarette and you see Bill Murray kind of lean in and take a hit of that just to, yeah. you know, get that memory, get that smell that, you know, yeah. Um, so I mean, they, they did they, just a great job. This I love this movie. This is my second favorite Christmas movie. Really? Another question? Yes. What's your What's your first Lethal Weapon? Oh, National National Lampoons. Yeah. There was a joke there. I said Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I know. But That's yeah, why I spoke uh, over you. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. You know, it pretty much takes place mostly in the building. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the, uh, going memories. back and, yeah. Um, how did you feel about the casting? Oh, absolutely great. I loved it. I mean, he's just so eccentric and he, he's able to play that crazy, crazy, but still kind of believably crazy, although it's, really over the top given, you know, the commercials he's trying to put on and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, they, they did a great job and I mean, Bobcat just played down yeah. and out so well. <laughs> so this was Bill Murray's first major role following a self-imposed FOIA exile from Hollywood. So that would have been right after Ghostbusters. Yeah. And right before Ghostbusters 2. Um, and it includes all of his brothers, John, Joel, Brian, yep. Doyle Murphy. Um, so it said that Sam Kennison was originally slated to pay, play the part of the Ghost of Christmas Past, but the part eventually went to Joe Johansson due to his friendship with Murray. Do you think they should have stayed with Johansson or went with Kenny or Kennison on that one? I mean, that's hard to say. I mean, Sam Kinison is Sam Kinison. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got a very set 
I I think that the ghost they had, he did great. Yeah. Um, I think Kinnison might have taken it a little bit too far over the top on that, just too much with the yelling, I think. Yeah, um, I, I picture him as the ghost of Christmas past is the character he played in um, Back to School. When he's yeah, flipping I mean, up. well, that's, yeah, that's, that's that was Sam his Kinnison. thing. His thing. That's his so. shtick. Yeah. Um, and I don't like, he wouldn't have been able to do that, you know, that joke where, um, when they get to the get to his house, he goes through the door and Bill Murray thinks he could just walk through it and it closes and he smashes into it. Yeah. And I don't think that would have been a Sam Kinison joke. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, and then a, a lot of cameos, um, uh, Mary Lou Retton, you know, yeah. when they, so. Overall, I think Bill Murray was meant was perfect for this role. Oh yeah, no, it was great. I mean, even like the like the special effects in this were. were that really was good. next. Like when he was holding him out of the window, the, that, the initial dude. ghost, and he just grabs it, and the arm just starts falling away and flaking. Oh, I mean, that was great. And then you but, know the eyeball and yeah, like the mouse coming out of the back of the head with the golf ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, this is 1988. They really don't have digital effects back then. Right. Everything's um, practical. Imagine what that movie would be now with digital effects. Yeah, it would have been different. That's for sure. It would look a lot faker. Like, when he's tearing mm-hmm. the arm off, you can see oh, yeah. him pulling the arm off. That looked so great. They did such a good job with that. And I mean the 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 ghost of the Christmas future at the end there, with all the faces inside yes. of it. I mean you could you could see the, you know like the eye holes for the mask when it was singing yeah. at the end and all that stuff. But I mean it's pretty good. You know and you know it wasn't really Scrooge Scrooge, but you know their take as they're recording. Uh, Filming a Christmas Carol. I mean, yeah, I mean it's a, it's modern. It's a more modern yeah take on it. And I mean, you know, Hollywood and you know, channel executives are ripe for that kind of crap because yes. they're all goddamn dirty in their own damn way. I don't care if they hear this. Um, <laughs> One of the ten listeners. I mean, they Sorry. all they all know that they're you know sneaky and underhanded and yeah cutthroat. And, but I mean, that's what they have to do. So. Obviously, the um, secretary's little boy is the equivalent equivalent of Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bill Murray is Scrooge. Yes. And so there you go. What did you think of the script and the dialogue? I think it was great. I mean, a lot of it rests on delivery, though, you know? Yes. I mean, but... You know, you you can picture an executive or, you know, a film guy, a film executive going down to set and just yelling at everybody and <laughs> yeah. and suggesting stapling horns onto a mouse. I mean, that, that that's something that I can picture a film executive doing. So yes. I, mean, I think they did a great job. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I love the part when the guy is like, you know, we have an untapped audience here. Cats and dogs, and that's why they put the mice, the mice in the Christmas Carol, because <laughs> cats watch TV. You know, I actually know a girl. She used to leave her um, 
TV on for her dog when she was at work. <laughs> Lots of people do that. It keeps them from getting too anxious and then tearing the hell out of their house. Yeah. It works. <laughs> so before Bill Murray signed on, he requested that the script be reworked. We tore up the script so badly we had parts all over the lawn, Murray told Starlog. There was a lot I didn't like. And to remake the story, we took the romantic element and built it up a little more. It existed in the script's original version, but we had to make more out of it. The family scenes were kind of off, so we worked on that. So, hey, they worked. It was a success. Got Murray back to Mm -hmm. acting. But... In a 1988 interview with the Philadelphia Daily News, Richard Donner discussed Murray's penchant for improvisation and described the experience of directing Murray as follows. It's like standing on 42nd and Broadway and the lights are out and you're a traffic cop. I mean, I believe it. He's pretty good at it. So, I mean, I would think as a director, you'd have to let him try anyway. You know, see if he can get something more out of it. Yep. But at the same time, I can see Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let that uh, get away from him. So the acting, Bill Murray was actually all the cast was phenomenal. There you go. Like I, the, I, uh, I have to agree. The Ghost of Christmas Present, the the girl. When she oh, I love care. her. She's when she great. Beating him up, and she actually tore his lip open by pulling it. I don't doubt it. <laughs> if you look, if you, I saw, I looked closely in one of the scenes when he's with her, and you can see, like, you know, it's kind of like glued shut or something. Yeah. But uh um, no, she's great. Now look up and look down. Wham! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very violent. The ghost of the Christmas present. So you gotta be here and now. Richard Donner told the Philadelphia Daily News that what they witnessed in the pivotal scene was something much greater. On the last take, I saw something happen to Billy. I saw Billy Murray become an actor. Mm. So I don't know what the last take was in the movie. I don't know if it was the last scene, but you know, could have been. So, but, you know, it was cool, like, when they go back and he, he's um, the dog, remember, running around as the dog yep. <laughs> with the Ghost of Christmas Pass and then going to, like, his brothers and, like, oh, gave me a... This is Minnow. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be freaked out if somebody, like, said that and yeah. knew what we were talking about. So how'd you feel about the runtime? One hour, 41 minutes. I mean, I like I said, I, I watch this movie every year, at least once a year. Um, I never get bored of it. I think it's perfect. perfect it, didn't feel, it didn't feel like a one hour and 41 minute movie. No, it didn't feel long, didn't feel short. Felt right. Well... Bill Murray told Starlog, we shot a big, long, sloppy movie, so there's a great deal of material that didn't even end up in the film, Murray told Starlog. It just didn't work. You tend to forget what was wrong. It's hard. It's just figured that everyone, anyone who's good 
could step into this part and have a lot of fun. It's sort of the wicked character, the idea of making a funny Scrooge with an inspired touch. That's what's appealing to me about it. So, it, it, it definitely, you know, funny, modern-day Scrooge. Yeah. And when the little boy... I mean, a lot of it still applies. Yeah. You know, the workers are still getting the shit end of the stick. The executives are still, you know, making more than they have any goddamn right of making. So... And still fighting with the censors even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of like fighting with this, uh, you know, how you say stuff, like the first episode of the Santa Clauses. Have you watched it yet? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. We'll discuss that later. Um, but yeah. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. Same here. One thousand percent. Anybody who likes comedy movies, a little bit of horror in there. I mean, it, this this it, this this movie really does touch everything. It's got great horror elements in it. I mean that 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 ghost of Christmas Future, and just when he when the 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 initial ghost appears, and that is awesome. Um, the comedy in it just flows so naturally. Um, the whole thing. I mean, that, that, that romance IBC. action. Yeah. It's, it's got everything. And I mean that yeah. the IVC executive there just keeps getting smashed in the head by things and all that. She did great. It, it was great all around. Oh, that, I, that was I, the, I, uh, I the censor. That was the lady yeah, from the censor. That lady, man. And Bobcat. <laughs> Bobcat's funny when he's Bobcat running around with a shotgun. Great. Absolutely great. Funny widow wabbit. <laughs> You know, you know, how was your day? Well, I got fired. My life, my wife left me. I'm homeless and I got a shotgun. <laughs> All right. So what was your rating on Scrooged? Uh, this gets a four and a half for me. I gave it a four. Now, the big question is, has Kyle seen it? He kind of has to now. I mean, should have. I don't know if it's his first time. Hopefully, he's back with us next week, and we can ask him. But I would be surprised if he hasn't seen it. Hmm. I can't be that big of a douche. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's an eighty-eight. It's not necessarily a highly talked about movie. True. Um, I don't. I don't ever really hear it mentioned. Um, so I, I would have to say he hasn't seen it. So let me ask you this: You've been tasked with casting Scrooge in 2022. Who's playing Bill Murray's character? Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Don't really know. If he was still alive, I'd say like a Norm MacDonald. Mm, no, I don't think he. You don't think do so? He, I think he's too deadpan. Um. I mean, it's. That's a hard, it's a hard ask. 
That's tough to say because somebody, it's got to be somebody who's funny but serious at the same time. Are we talking? But it's not necessarily like a, like a straight serious. Like it's still a funny serious, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I could, I could see Adam Sandler doing it. Yeah. It wouldn't be as good as Bill Murray, but. Yeah, I think he'd, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess you could say it, it, as much as I hate to say it, it'd be something like a, like a Tim Allen could do. Yeah. Um, I could see him doing it. Cause, you know, I mean, in Home Improvement and in that, uh, what the other show there, Man of the House or whatever it was there, Last Man yeah. Standing. I mean, he, you know, played, basically plays a boss and, yeah. Still fun. And I don't, you know, he could do it. Yeah, I, I, I can see like an Adam Sandler or David Spade. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking is more like along the lines of someone who's used to playing maybe that more, more the straight man in the comedy duo. So maybe like, maybe I can see Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Um, Uh, What about Ryan Reynolds? He could do it. Yeah. He could do it pretty easily. Yeah, I think that well, maybe even Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Um, just because after watching that good old fashioned orgy, I think he could do it. He plays that serious, but you know, he's it's still funny serious. So. Yeah. That's kind of like how he is in Horrible Bosses too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's the warrior. Um. So. Who would you cast as the as Bobcat's character? Uh, louder, uh, louder milk. Louder milk. I don't think this generation has a a Bobcat gold with type of character gold that waste. he played. Gold waste that he played like the Zed, the fucking. Louder well, I mean, water, louder, louder milk. milk could be. You know, it's just got to be someone who plays a good drunk. But a Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, it could be Billy Bob. But that, that'd be a tough one, too, because Bobcat's yeah. tough to replace. And that's probably why they haven't remade it yet. Well, it's still fairly relevant, so it... It's bound to I don't come. Know if it's, it's, it's it's ripe for it yet. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a, it is a remake anyway. Essentially, it's just a retelling, same story, yeah. different way. All uh, right. There's been pl- there's been plenty of movies that have followed this a similar premise to this without making it exactly that. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Like they change enough of it to where they disguise it away from being. A Christmas Carol, but it's still a Christmas Carol, you know. So. Yeah. And they've made so many versions of A Christmas Carol that. Yeah. 
you know, there was the Jim Carrey one, the um Muppets. The Muppets, <laughs> the fucking Yeah. The original and the you know cartoon ones, there's Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and Yeah. The Flintstones, you know. Yeah. Everybody's done it. So <clears throat> All right, I think that wraps up Scrooge for this week. <laughs> Ready for our new game? It isn't a Christmas. Really <laughs> isn't a Christmas movie? Yes, it is. There's, there's no argument here. This week it's Gremlins. If you said Gremlins too, I could argue it, but no, that wasn't based around Christmas time. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gremlins is. Ba- I mean, he was his Christmas gift, wasn't he? Kinda, sorta. Early so, Christmas I mean, gift. Well, you know, yeah. I've been away. Um, it has Christmas decorations, Christmas music. You know, even the Gizmo action figure comes with a little Santa hat. Um. Yeah, there's really no discussion on this one. I don't know why I picked this. So, yes, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. All right, so here, I'll give you one. Okay. Jingle All the Way. Yes. No. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie. How do you... Okay. (laughs) How do you figure... Well, cause he, I mean, he's, 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 he's doing the Black Friday. He's getting the, the, the gift. It's not Black the Friday. Gift. It's not Black Friday. It's a random Saturday in December when his wife goes, you remembered to get that gift and he totally fucking forgot. So he's driving around I all guess these It's stores. just a parade that throws me off. Yeah. It's the, it's the holiday parade. Yeah. I always think of that as, as the Thanksgiving parade where they bring Santa out. That's always at the beginning of the Christmas season and Thanksgiving. Yeah. So Macy's so that's has, that's the thing that makes it confusing to me. Is okay. It's, it's got the parade where they're bringing out Santa, but he's rushing to get the gift. That's because he's only rushing to get the gift because it's the most popular toy of the year. And he didn't get one, and his kid's going to kill him if he doesn't. Yeah, I guess it's been a while since I've seen it. I always think of the parade as, like I said, Thanksgiving. I don't consider and that Christmas time. That's that's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because they were bringing Santa out. I don't know if it was you, but somebody else had said that, too, a couple of weeks ago, that Jingle All the Way was a Thanksgiving movie. And I bit my tongue because there's nothing thanksgiving about it. That's all Christmas. How about next week we cover Jingle All the Way and Jingle All the Way 2? I don't want to watch the second one. Well, you have to. It's Larry the Cable Guy. I don't want to watch the second one. Don't need the second one. second one didn't need to be done. Well, they did it, so we're going to cover it. I don't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife, whatever the fuck it was called, but I watched it anyways. Well, here's here's the difference. That was a good movie. <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you try it. Larry the Cable Guy, Santina Marella. Come on. 
All right, we'll discuss it. Because that doesn't sell it for me. <laughs> I forget who the other who the other dad is. But uh. All right, so that wraps up. Is this a Christmas movie? Gremlins, yes. Jingle all the way, yes. But see, I think these days Jingle All the Way should be a Thanksgiving movie. It's a good way to start the holiday movie watching. I think it would be better served as a Thanksgiving movie. Because, again, that's a Black Friday thing. It's not a Black Friday thing. Yes, getting the toys is a Black Friday thing. Because if you don't get it by then, you're not getting it. And that's the whole point of it, is he didn't get it on Black Friday. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if they remade it, it should be a Thanksgiving movie. Okay. Paul Blart Mall Cop, is that a Thanksgiving movie? No. Why? It takes so. place it takes place on Black Friday. Well then yeah, sure. That's the thing. I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't remember when it takes place. Then yes, that would be a Thanksgiving movie. Okay. Just making sure. So okay. I'll meet you halfway. Jingle all the way could be a movie you watch. Um no, what I'm saying is if they remake it, it should be made Make it a Black Friday. As yeah. a Black Friday Thanksgiving yes. movie. I think that that chase fits in more with that than it does with the right before Christmas. Because right yes. before Christmas, I mean, yeah, you're not getting anything, but at that point, it's your chances are already gone. It's the Black Friday crush that kills it. But then, you know, occasionally they, they do get the hot toy in again before Christmas, and a parent will do anything they can if they kid wants. Yeah. That fucking Turbo Man or Tickle Me Elmo or whatever the hell the hottest toy is this year. <coughs> you know, they'll fucking run deep, do anything. So, but, yep. You okay? You getting old? I had to crack my back. All right. I think the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And get official Movie Bar shirts at bonfire.com slash movie <laughs> slash store slash Movie Bar Podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our website, moviebarpod.com. Join Whatnot using our link whatnot.com forward slash invite the movie bar and get a $15 credit for free. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at the movie bar at outlook.com. Please like review and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. It's Christmas Eve. It's, it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We, we, we smile a little easier. We, 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 we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be.